Hey everybody, this is Frank Cox with the Barbecue Culture Podcast. We get a lot of questions uh, about all different kinds of startup on different kinds of smokers. And, uh, you know, we decided that uh, this time we're going to tackle UDS smokers. Stay tuned, we're going to light your fire. You're listening to the Barbecue Culture Podcast. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Hey, uh, this is our 10th episode I'm having a lot of fun with this deal. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're going to talk about how to light an ugly drum smoker today. And uh, I think in the next couple of episodes, we're going to talk about temperature control, uh, different scenarios that you get into whenever you have a fire that uh, you can't control or a fire that you can't get to get hot enough or uh, if you have fluctuations. So, We'll try to split that up into about three episodes there uh, coming up soon. So, But today we want to start off talking about charcoal. So, you know, we're going to light a UDS smoker, and, uh, you know, that's the most important uh, fuel to use in, a, in an ugly drum smoker. Uh, you know, wood you can't use in there because the, you don't get enough combustion air. So if you had wood in there, you wouldn't have enough air, so your fire would go out, but also you'd wind up with soot. So we primarily use lump charcoal or briquette or a mixture thereabout. So my favorite charcoal is uh, actually a, a brand called Timber, but uh, you can use anything, Rockwood, B&B, uh, anything like that works fine. And, uh, you know, you're going to want to, I, I don't know if you want to get geeky enough about it to sort the lump out, but when you dump out a bag of lump, you usually wind up with... Uh, you know, big, big chunks in there when it first when you first open the bag and then you got a lot of fines towards the bottom that fell down during shipment or whatever. And so, uh, you know, what I usually try to do is just take the big pieces. It's pretty brittle. We try to break those up um, or we'll set it down in the bottom of our charcoal basket. And then, uh, you know, we're going to mix usually if you want to. You can mix a little bit of lump and a little bit of briquettes and get a, a tighter pack you know, um, the difference between lump charcoal and briquettes, we've talked about that before. Lump charcoal is going to be all natural wood that's uh, just basically uh, been heated up to the point that it's over, it's past the point of kiln dried and we've removed moisture and we've re removed all the resins and stuff like that out of it and it's gotten almost to the point of combustion and that's what makes it turn black. Briquette charcoal is more of a refined process, so they're using ground-up wood uh, like sawdust and, and wood chips and things like that, and they're doing the same process, but they're using a binder in there, and, you know, who knows what's in that binder, honestly. We've heard all kinds of things, but uh, what you do is, is, is they uh, do the same process as they do with the lump, just they have to binder it all together to make the shape of the briquette. So anyway, what I like to do whenever I'm lighting my drum is I take my charcoal basket out of the uh, drum smoker and I use a 12 inch by 12 inch square charcoal basket that we manufacture. You can find it on uh, smokerbuildermfg.com and uh, we, use, we make several different ones, but it's 12 inches by 12 inches and the depth of the charcoal part of it is nine inches and then it's got like three inch legs under it with an ash pan. So that'll hold about 15 pounds of lump 
and about 18 pounds of uh, briquettes. So I, I take that charcoal basket and set it outside of the drum and fill it up to about three quarters full. Then we're going to take and uh, fill up our charcoal chimney. Now my favorite chimney that I use is the Weber charcoal chimney that you get at Lowe's. It's about 14 bucks. Um, it's, I like the size of it more than anything. Um, it seems to hold just the right amount for lighting my ugly drum. And uh, I'm going to fill that charcoal chimney slightly heaping, and I'm going to try to keep the big chunks of, of lump out of there if you're using lump. So then next thing you're going to do is wad up a big wad of newspaper or, you know, use a turkey deep fryer burner or uh, some people even use those little starter cubes, you know, and there, there's really no wrong answer. The bottom line is you want to uh, get a fire lit underneath of that charcoal chimney. And make sure and set that chimney on some kind of a non-combustible surface, you know, uh, not on the deck. Um, maybe set it on uh, like inside the Weber charcoal grill if you got one or inside a fire pit or maybe set it on, a, a, you know, like a block or concrete block or something. And let that thing light and let it burn until it gets to be about salt and pepper colored on top of it. You're going to want to take that charcoal basket while that charcoal chimney's lighting and set that basket down in the bottom of the ugly drum. Um, I prefer to have like the heat shield and everything in there and all that. Um, if you don't have a heat shield, no big deal. We're still going to do the same process. Just set that basket down in the bottom of the drum. Now, once your charcoal is about, you know, salt and pepper colored, when I light my uh, drum, I like to have all the air inlets closed when I pour the charcoal in. So we're gonna dump that charcoal dead center right on top of that charcoal basket so it burns downward like a fuse. Then we're gonna hurry up and close this drum up. We're gonna put our baffle plate in there if you got one. Then we're gonna put our co char or, uh, cooking grate in there. Then we're gonna shut the lid. Now, once we get the lid shut, I open the exhaust first and then on the air inlets, if you're using the style that we manufacture, they're an inch and a half ID is what they are. I just open one of those air inlets up. If I want to cook at 300 and you're at a normal elevation like uh, 2,000 or less square feet, um, I open one air inlet all the way up. If uh, you're wanting to cook lower temperatures, I stick my finger, my index finger inside that damper and I'll close the blade to where it touches my finger and pull my finger out. That'll get you started about 225 every single time. So set your damper according to what temperature you want to be. If you want to be a little higher than 225, like 250, just mess with it a bit. You're going to be about 30% open. So get your damper set. Walk away from it. Give it, you know, 10, 15 minutes, something like that. You ought to be able to... Uh, get some meat prepped or whatever you're going to do. And then in about 15 minutes, come outside and check on it. Now, what you're going to want to do is make sure that that drum is running above 150 by now. So if you're cooking low and slow, you're probably at the at your temperature, about 225, pretty easy. Um, if you don't have like a heat shield baffle plate kind of a combo in there, you might be running a little bit hot. Don't worry about it. Let it roll. Um, if you're wanting to cook hot and fast, 
You're probably by now, if you've got your damper all the way open, sitting right at about the 250, almost 300 mark. So that should be pretty good. So we want to make sure we keep that barrel closed. That's the most important thing. Don't let the barrel stay open for a long period of time because on these ugly drums, when you got that full load of charcoal in there, that's about almost a full bag. And uh, if you get too much air to it over too much period of time, you're basically got a rocket stove. I've seen flames coming up out of those things, you know, three, four feet tall after uh, if you leave it open too long and it'll melt all your paint off. So number one, secret number one is keep it closed. Um, anyway, if you notice that your temperature's too low, open your damper blade just a quarter of a, just a quarter open. If you notice that your drum is running too hot, close it a little bit. Um, if it's running really hot, close your smokestack down half. You shouldn't ever have to run your smokestack, you know, closed at all, except if you're uh, running over, if you're overshooting temp, then you might damper it down a little bit. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and walk back away from this thing and let it sit for a while once you've made your adjustments. And, uh, you know, grab a beverage, whatever, mess around with some more meat for a little bit there. Then in about 10 minutes, go back outside and see if your temperature changed at all. The biggest secret to running an ugly drum is to make sure that you make minimal adjustments minimal times. Don't don't get antsy. Don't don't run the dampers and move them a whole lot, you know, because you're just going to be fighting yourself. And then, you know, the the other thing you want to keep in mind is uh, you know, just be patient. Um, you know, we're we're not in a hurry. We're cooking barbecue, <laughs> you know. So uh anyway, what we're going to do next on the next episode is we're going to talk about how to control this thing. We're going to start with a scenario where your drum won't cook hot enough. And then in the coming episodes, we're going to talk about overshooting temp and temperature fluctuations. Thanks for joining me today. Make sure and light a fire, you know, convert somebody, bring them into the barbecue culture. See ya.